When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Genesis 17, verses 1 and 2. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd. And I'm Reagan Gilliland. And this is Off Script, a podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on last Sunday's sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to discuss anything that didn't make it in the sermon, ended up on the cutting room floor. I'm excited to be talking to Reagan Gilliland because she preached on the story of the covenant with Abram, mm-hmm. slash Abraham. Slash. How, how do you handle that, by the way? You know, that is confusing. It's tricky. Because when you're like talking like, oh, wait, his name's Abram at this point. Oh, uh, right. No, I just said Abraham. Oh, and yeah. then you're not sure, like the congregation, I mean, if, they're, if they've read it before, they get it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes maybe they just think you misspoke, mm-hmm. you know? I've, Which happens a lot with me because sometimes I start talking and I don't know how I'm going to end a sentence. So Speaking of mistakes, um, <laughs> let's go first things first. Oh, okay. So Coming in you hot. made <laughs> a very sassy comment about Texas uh, Hill Country. Yeah. So here's my question. I just want you, actually, it's just more of a, uh, it's not really a question. I just want you to confirm Mm -hmm. that you realize that Texas is, in fact, God's country. Mm, It's negative on that. Whoa. Negative. Okay. So do you know most of our listeners are from Texas? Yes, I know, because you people, like, cannot leave this place. It's weird. You're going to alienate the audience. I know. That's not advanced podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to the one person that listens from, like, Minnesota, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." That's Surely, right. somebody in a rectangle state's listening to you. Oh, my parents don't know how to use podcasts. <laughs> they don't. No. Okay. What about okay? Siblings, friends? No. Maybe some friends. I don't know. Probably my brothers. No, they don't care. Huh. I know. I feel like there's a missed opportunity here. Like we could have a whole big audience in Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska. What is it? <laughs> Kansas. Kansas. Okay. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. All like for my family there. <laughs> Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. So this is week two. Yes. Of our Lent sermon series. Lenten sermon series. Second Sunday in Lent. Mm-hmm. And um, this the sermon series is called Promises, Promises. Week one was about Noah. Mm-hmm. This one is about Abram slash Abraham. Mm-hmm. Okay. So paraphrase the covenant how about that okay so the the covenant is that um god will make abraham into a great nation uh his name will be great he'll have uh exceedingly his descendants will be exceedingly numerous um and a big thing to to start it off is is that he and his wife sarah are finally going to have their own child together which is ends up being isaac okay and is it just about descendants um, well, it's also about st- establishing like land, land. and okay, ownership. So yeah. Land and descendants. Yes. It's probably a big deal for everybody, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, why was that particularly important in the era of Abraham yeah. slash Abram? So, you know, it's interesting. Um, and I talked about this in my sermon, how we maybe don't fully understand the concept of how important land was. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this, you know, I grew up in Kansas and I almost feel like sometimes 
people that owned the land, especially if they were like farmers, even though farmers are incredibly important. <laughs> like, let me say that. I just thought like, oh, farmers aren't as like important. Like they just have land. It's not that big of a deal. Wait a minute. You're from Kansas and you thought uh, yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I also didn't ever really know a farmer personally growing up. Uh, how? Yeah. Because. I, Are you from a city in Kansas? I mean, yeah, we'd be considered a city. <laughs> so. How many people live in? 50,000. Huh. But is is it not in the middle of nothing but fields? I mean, you have to drive out, but there are fields. But I didn't personally know a farmer. Huh. Interesting. I know. It's not even in school. No. Huh. No. I, I grew up in Maryland and I knew farmers. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, hmm. so uh, and now living in North Texas, like I know how important, like how valuable land is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but you know, then everything really revolved around land and. If you had light, I mean, we read a lot of stories that they talk about this is how many sheep they had, this is how many goat. Like, it was a, it's how you had prominence. This is how you were valued as mm -hmm. your land and what you had on it. Um, and so for us, we don't really understand, again, how important it is. And then the descendants, you know, um, I, I will confess that when I read scripture and I see there's like the long line of all these names, I'm like, uh huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was really important to see, like, this is how our, our family has grown, and this is <clears throat> how many people we have, and look, we've been able to take care of, and we've been able to prosper, and we're known. Um, and for us, I just don't think that's as big as an importance to us, maybe, nowadays. I don't know. Um, but back then, I mean, it was basically everything. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, so Whit and I were in Henrietta for three years. And really got a sense of, I mean, that's a very small, um, small town, rural Texas. <clears throat> Henrietta, Henrietta is the capital of Clay County. So there are 3,000 people who live in Henry, Henrietta and very and 10,000 that live in the entire county. Okay. Way more cattle than people. And it's a land and I mean, primarily cattle ranching uh, area. And I didn't really have a sense of, um, like, you just have a different relationship with the land, you know, mm -hmm. when you're kind of in the middle of that kind of context. So, all right. So walk us through the general, uh, kind of the highlights of the story of the call of Abram, like, like timeline, like how old is he when God shows up first and then what happens and then okay. just give us the two minute version. Okay. So, uh, original calls in chapter 12 okay. and Ab Abram is 75 at that time, I believe. And, you know, uh, God says, okay, I want you to leave your home and go to a new place. <laughs> um, I'm going to establish you again, a great nation. You're going to have all these descendants. You're going to have this land, all of this. And so they pack up, they leave. Who the, who's they? So it's he and Sarai. And then so assuming some, like there's some livestock. I know he gets some more in, in Egypt when he's there. Um, and then I'm assuming there's some other family. He's probably got a lot. Goes yeah. On. Yeah. A lot. And then there's probably a lot of unnamed yeah. people. I, but, but I was going for Sarai. Yeah. So Abram is asked to uproot his life. Mm -hmm. Sarai goes along with it. Correct. So she's a heroine of the story, even though she doesn't get too much. <laughs> right. Airtime. Yeah. But, and we are going to do a whole series on Abraham and Sarah in yes. the summer. Yes. Or actually, yeah, probably back to school time. Yeah. yeah. So um, they kind of journey, um, they go to the different places. Uh, we see Abram set up um, different uh, altars and different things. And then there's a famine in Egypt, and they go down to Egypt for a stint. Um, I allude to it's not a great Yeah, time. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not great. Not great for, 
for him. Right. And then um, they travel some more, and then they, they land in Canaan eventually mm-hmm. and start to set up shop, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so the your text is in what chapter? Uh, chapter 17. So from chapter 12 to chapter 17, how much time elapses? 24 years? 24, 24 25? So the promise is when he's 75. Mm-hmm. The fulfillment is when he is... Well, I guess 99. He has Isaac when he's 100. Yeah. So, so a long time. A long time. So 24 years ago was 1997. Yeah. The, the comparison here would be God promised you something in 1997. Yeah. And then all this time elapses. All yeah. this life happens. Mm-hmm. And then it's fulfilled. So I'm just curious what you were doing in 1997. Oh, my gosh. So I had to look up 1997, and I had a really good time with this. So 1997, just to give you. So I was in, like, seventh grade. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't remember this because you were, hopefully not, you didn't have one of these. Uh, the digital pets, I don't know if you remember <laughs> that, that were, like, on a keychain. and uh-huh. you'd, <laughs> Those were all the rage. Did you have one? Um, I think I did, but I, I'm not a, any sort of gamer at any level. <laughs> okay. And so like, I was like, this is dumb. Um, so mine died like, of course, immediately. Um, let's see. Mbop was a big hit. Hanson spice girls. Yeah. I missed that whole thing. Yeah. Um, that's when Harry Potter was in the UK. The first one. No kidding. Yeah. 97. 97. Huh. Um, so we're all started, uh, what else did it, um, Titanic came up? Really? On. Yeah. Okay. But what uh, about your life? So you were seventh grade. Yeah. So seventh grade. You did grade, not have a digital pet. I, did, I tried. Um, so let's see. I had, did I have braces yet? Let me think. Not yet. I think I had my headgear, neck gear. So <laughs> I was rocking it. Okay. Um, playing sports. Yeah. Middle school. So just that wonderfully awkward mm-hmm. time. Wearing sweater vest. And so. seventh grade Reagan would have thought she was doing would have been doing what in 2021? Oh, gosh. Um, I probably at that time still thought about pursuing like acting, probably. Okay. Yeah. Broadway Freak? Yeah, Broadway Freak. Yeah, email? Broadway Freak. There it is. That's a callback. So explain that. I so, didn't just call you a Broadway yeah, Freak. So my email was Broadway Freak, B-R-D-W-I <laughs> Freak at Hotmail or whatever. Yeah, yes. For a and long time. Many, many years later, that's the email address that you would use to apply for jobs. <laughs> my first job. Those, get, idiot, got, those right. idiots hired me with that email. That's ridiculous. And where was that? Village Presbyterian Church in Prairie Village, Kansas. All right. Presbyterians have very different standards. Apparently. I guess so. <laughs> okay. So uh, the promise is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me about Abraham is he's, and we'll just call him Abraham from here on out. Yeah. So he, because he's renamed in your passage, right? Correct. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's considered the kind of the exemplar of faith, like the 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 exam the the paragon of faith. Mm-hmm. And Paul will pick up on the importance of of Abraham as a faith leader, like the the role model of faith in the New Testament. Yeah, Hebrews has something to say about that too. Um. So, in what ways do you think he lives up to that reputation, mm-hmm. and in what ways do you think he falls short? Um. You know, the fact that he stuck with, okay, the fact that he left his home, mm-hmm. again, going back to land, he had land and, descend, you know, he had stuff established and then he left all of that. Like yeah. that was a a huge leap of faith. Right. So the fact that he does that, I'm like, oh man. Okay. So and he, again, Sarah should probably get a little yes. love there, right? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, and so that's a great example. Um, you know, he built these altars. He does these things. He's, you know, he's tracking with God and then he kind of <laughs> goes off a little bit. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me, and also when he, when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, the worst story in the Bible, the worst story. In my in the, opinion. Yes. The worst. Um, that's, that's some devotion, <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, there's some arguments of like, could he have said no? Was, you know, people are like, was God testing him? Um, sure. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, uh, that's that probably deserves its own whole thing. Its own thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think the biggest thing for me is that like he, that Abraham stuck for those 24 years, you know, so then it was teased mm. and then it took a long time for it to actually yeah. come. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then what ways does he fall short? <laughs> so as much as we see these moments of really high trust, he does not trust a lot and he lies. Egypt is the, is the big thing. He so have to paraphrase that for us. So yeah, so he, he lies to Pharaoh that Sarah is his sister. Because? Um, and why does he do that? Because uh, they think they'll kill kill them. And Sarah is very beautiful. and So self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, there's a colloquialism for that. Yes. That we probably shouldn't use. So Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not great. Not great. Um, but that's not being unfaithful to God, right? No. Um but then uh, a plague comes upon mm -hmm. Pharaoh and his household. So, you know, his decisions impact people. And But Abraham comes out looking pretty good. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he gets more stuff and more cattle. I know. So he gets all this livestock. Mm -hmm. and he's his his. But uh, what's the biggest example of his lack of faith? Um, Not a pop quiz. <laughs> so he, uh, well, it's really, Sarah kind of suggested, but. He follows through. With it. I mean, um, he could. Yeah, he could have said no. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter for her suggestion. Yeah, okay, so uh, he. So he has. Uh, you know, they can't. They keep waiting for this kid to come, and they don't have it. And so, he and that's, that's the crux of the promise. Yes, God says you're you gonna have many descendants. Yeah, you gotta have one before you, you get have many. Correct. <laughs> right. Um, he has a child with Sarah's, Sarah's uh, slave Hagar, and that's Ishmael. So that's the biggest. Yeah. Biggest one. It's I mean, that's. Yeah, exactly. So you say in the sermon that because of the ways that Abraham falls short, and you do lump in the, um, I mean, you're talking about all of his character flaws kind of wrapped together. Yeah. But the ways, because of the ways that he falls short, you think it's incredible that God stuck with him. Yeah. So my pushback on that is, <laughs> it's not exactly what God does. It is. But Chris, I... All these stories that I read, uh, it still blows me away that God is so patient and so committed and so faithful to mm -hmm. us time and time again. And I know this I know this is central to God's character, the nature of God, but I still, as a human, I'm just like, man, I would have peace out. <laughs> you know, I would have said, all right, never mind. So it, it just, it always just blows me away. So I don't know. So I agree with that. I mean... I mean, God called me and you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, God uses imperfect people all the time. And and it's... Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I might get Scott as our uh, guest podcast. <laughs> I, I'm phone a friend. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Scott's her husband, if you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could start with 
I mean, the very first human beings were imperfect, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, and then Noah looks ends up turning out okay. Um, Abraham's obviously imperfect, but I mean, just go through the line. And yeah. the only the only truly imperfect character in the Bible is Jesus. Jesus, yeah. who is God. God. <laughs> right? so. so the only there are there are all of these flawed human beings and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the thing about grace, yeah. right? So, okay. Um, the story goes in your in the passage that you read. Um, talk about the laughter. Talk about the importance of laughter. In the story. Yeah. yeah. So, as you know, women sometimes get a bad rep from the Bible. Sometimes, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> Say it even so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have to admit, like, I forgot that Abraham laughs. First. He laughs first. Yes. And I totally was like, oh, yeah. People always talk about, oh, Sarah, she just laughs at that. Can you believe? Well, because the angels fuss at her, right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the way the story goes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Abraham just gets a pass. Totally. <sighs> Abraham gets a pass for a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and so I just think, gosh. Um, I mean, it really is this moment. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily a, a disrespectful thing. I really think it's like, this is so absurd, God. Are you serious? And I mean, I, I've laughed too at some things too that I feel like God has blessed me with and yeah. done, you know, it's just like, I cannot believe this is my life. Mm. Um, but it's important that they both did. And I think we need to show that Abraham had kind of the same reaction that Sarah did. So yeah. we need to not be so hard on. And would you say that that laughter is evidence of unfaithfulness no no i think it's just like oh my gosh <laughs> are you serious it's a totally and it's a totally uh like that's the reaction i would expect right yes yeah so okay why is the covenant with abraham relevant for us here in 2021 in god's country <laughs> in texas okay um <laughs> so did there. i know i I know you like to sneak that in. So, you know, it is it is relevant because when you think about, you know, we hear we see the word everlasting covenant again, like in the mm-hmm. Noah story. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got all these descendants. And I love that God is saying, no, like as this goes on and on and there's more and more descendants and your family tree gets bigger and bigger. Or, or we're in that family tree too, you know. And so I think it's important for us to say, that covenant that was given so long ago to this man is our covenant too. And that's really significant, I think. Yeah. And this isn't in the passage that you read, but why are we blessed? I mean, we're blessed in order to be a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the whole point of the covenant. Yeah. So is it just, so when you say we're part of his family, who, what, who are you talking about? What we, just, uh, well, I mean, I sometimes, you know, lump all people into God's family. Oh, are you saying all people? <laughs> yeah. Are descendants of Abraham? Not well, in God's family. Well, I'm just saying, uh, what's a better term for it? I guess I just look, when I think about God saying, okay, this is for all the descendants, God is saying, like, everyone is a child of, of mine. And so I kind of think about this covenant is for all people kind of like what you refer to in your Noah a little bit is that this covenant is for people that 
but that real that was literally for everybody who ever okay. walked on the earth. So the covenant with Abraham's for well, who's in, who's in that group? So the Jewish people, like God's people, Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Okay, who else? Um, like originally, or so I mean, the point that I'm getting at is that the three major monotheistic oh. religions all trace their lineage Correct. back to, to yeah. him. And what we'll see is, um, like that's there's a great West Wing episode called Isaac and Ishmael. Okay. You ever were you a West Wing fan? Yeah, it's just been a long this time. Is post nine eleven. Okay. Really, really good. If I don't know if anybody was a West Wing fan, it's worth going back and revisiting. Um, there's a lot we could do with this whole subject, but um, at least. Uh, Christians, Muslims, and Jews. Correct. If we go kind of in reverse order, be Muslims, Christians, Jews, uh, trace their lineage to him. Correct. So, so just talk about his. I mean, uh, he, Abraham, and I'm going to say Sarah. So both of them together, mm-hmm. they they are monumentally important in the history of monotheistic religion on the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Right. So, so, so just talk about that a little bit. Um. So yeah. So we. Uh, those religions come from that. So Abraham uh, was this really great prophet, which I did Google a little bit and research a little bit with that. Um, named more, only person named more in the Quran was Moses, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Um, I did not know that before. Um, but Abraham, um, for Judaism, you know, that they were God's chosen people, the Jewish people. And then for us, it's this great father thinks stem and on to Jesus, mm-hmm. so that lineage. Um, and then for Islam, Abraham was just a really great prophet. Um, and so, I mean, the Is it Matthew's genealogy? I think it's Matthew's genealogy that traces Jesus' lineage back, mm-hmm. Jesus's lineage back to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Luke goes back to Adam, but regardless, yeah. same, the same, uh, I mean, father Abraham has yep. many sons. Mm-hmm. Any son said, "Father, I'm move my arm back and forth." Yep. In there. <laughs> okay. Um, so, in who do you find more inspiring in the story, Abraham or Sarah? Oh, hmm. Probably, honestly, probably Sarah. Which I am really excited for the series yeah. that we're planning for back to school. Yeah. Because I mean, Sarah had to agree to a lot of things. She's like, "Oh, we're doing what now? We're going where now?" <laughs> right. Uh, and as much as much as she probably wanted a child, I mean, I'm sure at a certain point she's like, I don't know if I want a kid anymore. Like, that sounds pretty, that's tiring. Um, well, and like physically dangerous. Right. Certainly that at that too. age, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that she kept going along was, I think she had an enormous faith and trust for sure. Yeah. And I wish, we, I, yeah. I agree. She's mm-hmm. pretty. She's a pretty fascinating yeah. character. And so I do love that she's mentioned. I mean, we'll talk about this again when we do it. But and the fact that she, she's the one that makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's the one that has births Isaac. The fact right. that she's the one that makes the covenant actually kind well, of that reality. She was the assertive one who was like, "Look, we aren't getting any younger. Uh-huh. Here's Hagar. Let's try this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Even though that was not. It's not a great part of the story. Yeah. It's a. It's an example of her kind of take charge attitude for yeah. trying to get this covenant fulfilled, yeah. right? So which one do you find more challenging? Uh, between the two of them? Mm-hmm. Probably 
Well, in that, so I, I have to share. So uh, I've shared that we, uh, my husband and I had trouble having a kid. And I have to tell you, I had kind of a crisis of faith when we were pursuing treatment to have a child. Because I this felt... pre-Andy. This is pre-Andy. Um, I really had a crisis of faith because I'm like, am I not trusting God enough? Like, mm. I really had like, mm. am I jumping the gun? Do mm. I just need to wait? Am I taking, am I trying to control things? Whoa. Like, okay. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying like the pursuit of fertility yeah. um, therapies. Yeah. Which I think I like logically, like, I think that's totally fine. Like God's, you know, mm. one of God's great gift is great minds of science yeah. and, and all that. Like I am full support of that. But I did, ha- I did have that struggle of like, man, I feel like I'm trying to do things that, I need to just wait on. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's a, hmm. I kind of, um, with Sarah taking like, okay, you need to do this. That's kind of how I felt like, okay, now I can take this thing and do all these tests and then I'll make it happen. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, but I needed no, to share really that. really good. Huh. Yeah. I mean, so, okay, this opens up a whole line of discussion then mm-hmm. because fertility is a big thing in the Bible. Yeah. Right. And a, and uh, lack of children was understood in many circumstances to be lack of favor with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we've outgrown all that, I think. Have we? Uh, probably, yes and no. I don't know. I mean, we have things that sh- we now have tests to say, oh, that's why you can't have a kid. Like, you know, there's doctors getting diagnosed, but then there are some. Like, I was a case of, we don't know why. Everything checks out fine. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you have that, again, that thing like, did I do something? Mm. <laughs> that was a a more passing thought mm-hmm. for me personally. But um, you do, you kind of think like, uh, am I broken? Is there something wrong mm. with me? Oh, man, gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, motherhood's complicated anyway, right? Yeah, I it mean, is. Mom guilt's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Pre-mom guilt apparently is a thing too. Yeah. So, um, so what advice then would you have for anybody who's, facing fertility challenges? Um, I think I said this in another podcast, you know, there is, it's not your fault. There's nothing wrong. You know, it's, you're not this broken, discarded thing, you know, um, but you shouldn't feel guilty about pursuing things. If you're trying to find help, don't feel like, well, I just need to wait on God. I just need to wait on God. Because again, God's great gift is, is science and technology and Mm -hmm. advancements. And, um, if you end up getting pregnant, your, your baby is no less like a miracle, (laughs) you know, like either way, they're both, I mean, conception, having a baby, like all that, um, caring a child is, it's just, it's an incredible, um, thing. So, okay. So let me, so tell everybody the rest of the story. So you, you did in fact get pregnant. Correct. Yeah. With Andy, my daughter, she's five. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, um, which ours wasn't as long as journey as other people have had much longer. And then we still couldn't get, and then our son Jude, we got pregnant on our own, but it was still two, two and a half years of nothing, you know, nothing happening of trying. Yeah. So, hmm. and it just happened to me, whatever we got pregnant on our own. Hmm. So what theologically, how do you make sense of people who even with fertility tr- therapy can't get yeah. pregnant? I have to say that this is one of the most difficult topics for me because I don't 
I don't know. Like, I also carry guilt that I was able to have kids. Mm. And some people go through so much and they still can't have kids. Mm. Um, so there's even guilt in that. Mm. Why, why did it work for me and not that person? Um, you know, bodies are a weird thing. Some things react to it, just like um, when people do cancer, like experimental drugs, why did it work for that person on that person? Like our bodies just react different. Um, and so if you could have an honest theological conversation with somebody who's like, well, it was just God's plan that y'all had Andy Jane. Um, I don't know. And it's not God's plan that this other poor couple doesn't get to mm, have a baby. I just can't do that. Just why not? <sighs> Talk about why. Um, okay, I don't think it's ever God's plan to, for someone to suffer <laughs> yeah. and have that grief yeah. and that pain. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So. And th- this is a great example of where getting our theology right is really, really important mm-hmm. because well-meaning people will, will say things like, <laughs> yeah. Know, and I don't think God pray. shows favoritism. I don't, th- you know, I don't think God's like, oh, yep, they're my favorite. So I just, I don't know. Hmm. So what was your focus statement for this? One? <laughs> like what's your, what's your takeaway? Um, Why do I care about this story? That God's covenant is that, um, that we get to be included in this great story, hmm. this great family of God. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the be, the kind of official, theologically speaking, the official beginning of our salvation history. Mm-hmm. And I love that we have both strong male and female characters. And they're not characters in the story, but they're mm-hmm. like they're ancestors in the faith. Mm-hmm. We actually get her name, which is yeah. nice, and they're both deeply faithful in their own way and flawed mm-hmm. and if that's not the human story i don't know what it is yeah all right so looking ahead next week what am i preaching on moses moses moses, moses. and then in two weeks you're back mm-hmm. preaching on john three like john the best three fourteen through seven i don't know what it is but i mean it includes a big one which was yeah John three sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm real nervous for that. So yes. no pressure. Why did that you is, give me that week? That is <laughs> that is my favorite text of all time. I've never preached on it. I don't uh, think, and I know it really well. Oh, so I'm gonna. It's gonna be a fun conversation about that. Mm, I'm sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the, so we're. Co- <laughs> I'm totally giving you a hard time. So we had covenant with Moses, covenant with Abraham, which you covered today. Yeah. So I did this backwards. Noah, then Abraham, then Moses. And then we're going to jump ahead mm-hmm. to the story of Jesus because he's referencing Moses in the wilderness. That's okay. why we did it that way. The story with the serpent on the staff and all that. And it's got a really important message about what atonement is, one understanding of it. And then we're going to go to the covenant with Jeremiah, which chronologically obviously is later than Numbers and Moses, um, that talks about the covenant being on our heart. Mm-hmm. And all of that is leading up to beginning of Holy Week, Palm Sunday, which will be fantastic. All right, friends, we appreciate, as always, you spending some time with us on Off Script. It's always a pleasure. We will see y'all next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Off Script. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd and Reverend Reagan Gilland. Produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. 
Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.